0: Hello and welcome to the October 5th 2018 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Of course, my name is Mr. Joe and it is awesome to have everybody here with me today. And of course, it's always wonderful to be out there with you. Well, I'll tell you this, I'm glad I toned it down a little bit from my introduction because Mr. Joe is absolutely 100% rocking and rolling today if you have not heard it in my voice within the first 20 seconds of this podcast, I have to absolutely slow my roll. I got to slow it down. I really do because today has been a day of incredible, uh, how do I put it? Mania? Incredible manic behavior Uh, like no other. And when i say manic behavior i say manic behavior in a very good way i'm not doing anything that is is jeopardizing my safety or jeopardizing my well-being at least i don't think so but what i will tell you is that i haven't felt this good in a very long time and it's actually kind of scary i i want to travel i want to get in my car and drive i want to go to different places i want to go visit my old college i want to hang out with my old friends i want to i want to shop i want to shop so much that i want to dip into my bank account and just buy meaningless things and i'm i'm embarrassed to say all this but this is how i feel and it's amazing that what i am describing here is mania a mania from a bipolar person and the way the mania has come out today and it's come out in this Fashion many, many times. As a matter of fact, we just recently did a podcast on this particular thing, which was pressured speech. Now, this will be a little bit different than pressured speech because I almost feel when we talked about pressured speech, there was a bit of a mixed episode going on there. And during that period of time, I would have to say that I was at a worse place of mania many times we will become hypomanic we'll go to mania and then we will take a step above that mania where the mania becomes almost to some extent irritable and so many times Mr. Joe would kind of skip over it all and just jump right into irritability mania like attitude and mood and when you're irritable your speech at that point in time, while it may be fast and incoherent and excessive, it's, it's, it's the, the biggest part of it is that incoherent part where things kind of get jumbled. It's almost like your mind is thinking too fast for your words and your mouth, and the processing is off. What you want to say in your head sometimes comes out the wrong way out of your mouth. Now, what I will say about today is I certainly do not have that issue. Today, things are flowing out of my mouth nonstop. And just so you know, I started out my morning interviewing for a specific job. And normally, I interview for this particular position by myself. One of the things that I have to do for my particular position is I have to hire every aspect of the job, so to speak. Um, There are many components of this particular job that I'm hiring for, and I have to hire everybody from, let's put it this way, from the receptionist to the direct service staff to the lead supervisors to the directors, uh, everything, everything that you can imagine. And normally, again, because I oversee all these people as these, these plants are growing, it becomes a, a large business of plants in which I oversee many, 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 many people. And as the business grows and as the plants grow, it's just you just kind of add more people to my supervisory plate in which I will oversee. So really the decision stops with me in terms of, whether these people get hired or not. I send the information over to HR and they work together a little contract, whatever it might be, and, you know, get signed off. So I guess I was feeling so darn good this morning that I decided to invite the vice president, you yeah, know, the vice president of HR. And meanwhile, I barely talked to this woman, but I said, you know what, I'll invite her. Very, very nice. And I also invited um, somebody who I just recently hired. I said, come on in. Let's do it. You know? Come and join Mr. Joe, and let's have a nice little group interview, which is probably the way that it should be done. The more times I could accomplish something like that, why not? You know, it's always good to have a different perspective. Well... Interviews went well. We met some wonderful people today. And I think the only thing that didn't go well at all is the fact that Mr. Joe could absolutely, 100%, not stop himself from speaking. I couldn't stop. And I found myself constantly saying that I was sorry over and over again. Tried to make a little bit of a joke out of it to in lighten up the situation. Everybody seemed to be enjoying what I was saying. My knowledge was definitely extensive about the information and about the situation at hand. I didn't stutter. I didn't quote-unquote mess up. I mean, I was talking, but what, and I was talking well, but I was interrupting people, I found myself constantly saying that I'm sorry, first and foremost, for interrupting people and then trying to let those people continue and finish their sentence, but then interrupting them again before they could finish their sentence. At one point, one of the people that I was interviewing with, not interviewing them, but interviewing with, they turned around, they said, just go ahead, talk, (laughs) you know, and at that point in time, I said, wow, I said, this is, this is ridiculous how I must look. So then I saw myself saying sorry for interrupting, and then afterwards, I would talk so much, and people would just be staring at me, and I would say I'm sorry then, too. When it was time for the interviews to end, I walked these two people out, and I really just had to say goodbye, walk them to the door, say thank you. I must have looked like a complete lunatic, because I couldn't even say goodbye, I, I just wanted to chit-chat right by the stairs, just wanted to chit-chat, and it, it was unbelievable. It's, it's, I just can't believe the way that I behaved myself. Now again, thank goodness that my words came out clear and concise, and I think I was informative, and I showed knowledge, but I'm going to tell you right now, there is absolutely no way in the world that people cannot tell that I am flying high today. No doubt about it. I mean, I am like whistling, walking around the office, snapping fingers. I mean, who the hell acts like that? I'll tell you who acts like that. Somebody who is in mania or hypomania or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. So after my interviews, it was at a different location that I'm normally stationed at. And I had to travel from that location where I did the interviews back to my home base. Let's put it that way. And as I was traveling, for some reason, because I was thinking about so many different things, my mind started to wander towards my podcast. And I started to think about different topics, different ideas, different ways that I could educate my audience. And all of a sudden, I thought about my very first episode and I've made reference to it before, and I've said things about it, how it was a a very different mentality that I had back then for several reasons. Number one, it was not going to be called Mr. Joe's Bipolar podcast. As a matter of fact, my main focus was not going to be on bipolar disorder. it was going to be on a variety of mental illnesses, but really it was going to focus more on autism. And at the same token little things would happen. I would have um, introductory music that was obviously not copywritten. You know, I'd kind of start my episodes off with certain songs. i play them in the beginning and play them at the end. And for all of you, everybody notices now that I use the same kind of introduction and ending, very generic, uh, because it's very important for everybody to understand that. At one point or another, Mr. Joe is going to get quote-unquote caught being Mr. Joe by the wrong person. So I'm going to say this now, and I'm going to point whoever is out there that has something to say about Mr. Joe. Everything that Mr. Joe says is based on opinion. Okay. They are all, um, my own perspective. Um, I don't, um, I don't expect anybody to listen to me. Uh, for that matter, I don't expect anybody to believe me. But with that being said, I tell you that everything I say about myself is true, and factual, and in a nutshell, anything that I say about anybody else is all based on opinion, and I guess that's the that's the that's the safe way of protecting myself. So I'll reference back to this episode when the when the day finally comes where. The wrong person gets their hand on Mr. Joe's episode and thinks that they have, uh, you know, for some reason discovered me speaking about them or uh, speaking about their qualities. And the truth is, I am not in any position to judge anybody. I'm here just to talk about mental illness, just to talk about bipolar disorder And to be quite honest with you, I am so manic right now that I don't even know how I got off on this tangent. I really, really don't. I don't. So let me reverse and go back to what I was speaking about in terms of my very first episode, because I believe that's where we were at. And the fact that I even had a different name for this podcast, the very first name that I had come up with was called Remarried with Children. That was going to be the name of this podcast, Remarried with Children. And obviously we've changed it quite a bit and I am on the fence right now, believe it or not, I am on the fence about whether or not to remove that very first episode, Autism 101. And I'll tell you why. And I've said this before, but I'm going to really zone in on this particular episode. I cannot believe what I sounded like. I put that episode on. And like I said, I started thinking about Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast, some of the things that I could talk about. I said, you know what? You haven't listened to that. You talk about it. You put it down. It's been since 2017 that you've even basically one full year we're coming up on that Mr. Joe has been doing this now because it was around November of 2017 that Mr. Joe put out his very first episode. So we've been together for one full year. So I guess because I'm manic, I had the the desire to go back and listen and be able to judge myself because when you're not manic, you don't have a whole lot of guts to do a lot of th- things, you know? Like, if you're just, even if you're just stable, if you're depressed, it's almost like anything that reminds you of something that's wrong or something where you didn't perform well or something that brings back bad memories. Why in the world would you want to even look at it or th- talk about it or see it? Well, today, Mr. Joe had all the confidence in the world, almost to the point this is how sick Mr. Joe is today, that I said to myself, maybe, just maybe, I can go back to this episode and listen to the things that I spoke about and re-record it in a way that is more acceptable to my audience. Well, I guess today would certainly not be the day to do that because I sound like a complete maniac as far as I'm concerned and I'm very well aware of it. Nevertheless, in listening to this particular episode, I am absolutely embarrassed, I'm ashamed, I cannot believe what I sound like. And it's very sad because I feel is almost like, for those of my audience that have stuck with me, I thank you for that. But I almost feel like we could have a bigger family. I feel like we could have more followers. I really do. People that are more into Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. But you know what? For the people that are like me when it comes to podcasting, in terms of listening, that want to start from the very first episode and take it from there, I did that with uh, the Bipolar Family. Started from day one, episode one, and worked my way all the way up to the hundreds and hundreds of episodes. I'm going to tell you right now, I can't imagine how many listeners Mr. Joe has lost because people probably put that episode on and said, Dear God Almighty, what is this person doing? I was incoherent. I sounded uneducated. It's embarrassing, and I'm sorry. And I will tell you, and I've said this before, it all stems from one thing. Mr. Joe was high as a kite. You could tell. I was still smoking marijuana back then. I mean, it is so embarrassing what I sounded like. I just cannot get over the way that I sounded. And when I thought about the marijuana, I will say this. I don't know what was worse. The fact that I was disappointed and embarrassed over the way I sounded or regretful and feeling guilty over the fact that I lived my life basically doing drugs for the entire last 20-something years. And I, I know this. Guys, I'm not putting those of you down who are smoking marijuana to maintain your stability. I'm not. I've said it a few times that I'd rather you not use alcohol and not use marijuana to get yourself on an even keel. And I only say that because for so many years, I thought it was working. I did just like you. I used to run around. I used to say, man, without marijuana, I'd be dead. I'd be dead. This is the only thing that saves me. It's self-medicating. And I thought it was working for a really long time. And then I finally started to realize that the times where I wasn't high, and let's face it, guys, you can't be high all the time, because if you're high all the time, you're going to sound like Mr. Joe sounded in 2017 on Autism 101. And you don't want to sound like that. You don't. You don't want to sound like that. So, I am not belittling you, for those of you who are using marijuana, to stabilize yourself. I just am telling you, based on my experience, somebody who did it for many, many years, I thought it was working. It wasn't. I was still ruining people's lives around me. I was still ruining my own life. There was a lot of temporary happiness, which I guess, to some extent, is better than never being happy. But nothing about it, in looking back, was enjoyable to me and only because I feel guilty right now guilty over my past addictions and my past drug use and the fact that although I used to enjoy being high at the time because I needed it to function in every aspect of my life I was constantly finding ways to be high and do it now while it's not as guilt driven as the cocaine in the sense where in order for me to function at certain get-togethers and parties, I would have to have the, the cocaine on me and I'd be in the bathroom 10,000 times. Literally 10,000 times. Like, and it makes me absolutely sick to think of the places that I've been. My, my children, my own children's friends' homes, parents, where I would line up lines of cocaine on their bathroom countertop and snort it carrying around rolled-up dollar bills and straws. But if you really think about it, even once I stopped doing all those things, there was a point in my life where marijuana was the only drug I was doing, and I really had to smoke that as well in order to do everything that I did. And with marijuana, you kind of (laughs) can't... You can't bring that with you to certain places because you're going to smell. Not everything back then, you know, I know there are little devices now and things of that nature that you could use that um, kind of get rid of the smell. There are edibles, there are all kinds of things that will allow you not to um, basically smell like it. But for me, you know, uh, before I had discovered edibles, which was not for a very long, I mean, it was very recent that Mr. Joe was right towards the tail end of when I quit marijuana. And maybe the edibles are what put me over the edge. God only knows. But for Mr. Joe, before he knew anything about edibles and I was smoking marijuana my whole life, the only way I could be high for a specific event in which I didn't want to smell like marijuana was I'd have to smoke right before I left. And I would hope that that would keep my high well enough so that when I get to where I'm going, I'm cool, I'm relaxed, By the time it starts to wear off, maybe it'll be dinner time. I'll be starving to death. And, you know, the times where it didn't work out like that were usually very miserable for me. So, again, I had my ups and downs. I'm not putting people down for using marijuana to stabilize, to use their, um, to manage their moods. But ultimately, I will tell you this and take Mr. Joe living proof. For me, it didn't work. I thought it worked. It didn't. It didn't, because as I think of my life, not using what we call the hardcore drugs, the cocaine, the Oxycontin, and all those things, just smoking the marijuana. Really, what good was I? I was still a a piece of garbage to my wife. I really was. I was a piece of garbage to her. You know, it's funny, because my very first episode in Autism 101, in the very beginning, I speak about... How happily married I am, how much I love my wife, how it's so much different. And it is. I I tend to agree with everything that I said, but little did I know that as I'm talking about that, come January of 2018, which was only a short month later, did I realize that I would be screaming and yelling at my wife. And I only remember that because of the time frame in which I got myself better. That's why it's so easily recognizable and so easily attainable in terms of my memory. I did a podcast for the very first time in November of 2017. But by January, I was a complete lunatic again. And believe me when I tell you that it wasn't just January. Now, granted, I may have not been banging my head against walls and making myself bleed, And taking knives and scissors to my body and cutting myself so deep until I would bleed that I would have to wrap myself up with ace bandages to stop the blood flow. Maybe I wasn't doing that towards the end, but man, I was not a nice person. I was a nasty, miserable piece of garbage to everybody, everybody around me. And the whole time, if you asked me whether or not I was stable, I would tell you, yep, certainly am. I self-medicate because I have marijuana. Well, last time I will mention this, I am absolutely, I'm disgraced by the way that I sounded in Autism 101. And there is a big part of me, again, that is really thinking about pulling that off, but in some aspect I just I, I have it there and I refuse to pull it away because it's almost like I want people to go back and listen to what a moron I sounded like if you haven't heard yet to see what it was like to hear somebody or to hear somebody that you know was completely high as a kite and the difference it is in terms of you know the way I sounded then and the way I sound now and granted listen when you're having an episode of some sort, and clearly Mr. Joe is feeling manic today. I'm not saying that one is better than the other, but at least I could turn around and say this. These are my natural chemicals, unfortunately, going a little haywire today. And I have zero control over that. I really don't. I really, I don't have any control because let me tell you something. When I got back to the office, I didn't settle down. It was even worse with my coworkers like I said, snapping and jamming and jiving and walking through that office and high fiving and um, you know fist bumping. I mean, come on, come on, who does that? Thank God I came out of here, out here, and, and sat down and took a breath so I could talk to you guys. I must look like a complete maniac, a complete loony bin. So. Uh, to make matters worse, here's the other thing I'm doing. I'm committing to things that I have no desire to do. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't. But once again, I'm committing to things that I know when the time comes, I'm going to be miserable doing it. But because you're all jolly when you're feeling a certain way, sure, I'll be there. Oh, I'll do it. Come on. Yeah, it's great. I'll, you know. Man, they'll, I'll be be—I'll be telling them that I'll run the party or, or DJ the, the event before it's all said and done. And then I'll wake up, and I'll be like, oh, God, I don't want to go anywhere. What am I doing? I have off Monday, and I committed myself to something. I could have been home, chilling. It's my son's birthday, even. My older son, and I committed myself to something. Now, I wasn't going to be able to see him Anyway. Uh, because his um, mother has him, although um, now I'm having complete anxiety over that as well, because I assume that will prompt a series of text messages that morning as well, so I'm not even going to get into that. Thank goodness I, uh, I was able to get my daughter to go out to dinner with me tonight just for the simple fact that I want to see her for her birthday, which is wonderful. Take her out, my son, my wife will be with us, little Mickey. It'll be great, but at least I know that will maybe fend my ex-witch off for a few days. I won't have to hear her. So, anyway, I'm off the wall today, everybody, and I apologize. I don't understand how it's gotten to be like this. Uh, There was a temporary time today in which I felt real guilty about the drugs that I did in my life, and I was prompted by the horrific podcast that I listen to. Again, I am challenged with the thought of whether or not I should be removing that. And I only say so because I don't want to, I don't want to deter people from listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Because again, I don't even know if I finished this thought process before. If it was me and I heard that, I wouldn't be going on to episode two. I'll tell you that right now. There's no way. The sad thing is now I'm afraid to even listen to episode two. I gotta look at the dates and make sure that at that point in time I had stopped smoking marijuana. Because if I didn't I'm gonna sound like a maniac in that one too. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just being a little hard on myself. I know this, I did a lot of you know, you know, when you're high, man. It's like, almost like, yeah, man, you know, you got that attitude. And that's how I was. I sounded like I was completely out of my mind, you know, just high. And you could tell, you could tell. I mean, I was very nasally, too. The whole thing was just very concerning and very disturbing to me. But what's worse, then or now, who knows? Because here we are, um, you know, manicures can be, oh, And by the way, just so everybody knows, I mean, I should have known this was coming. I really should have. I probably should have started off this episode by telling you all this. Last night I fell asleep at 11 o'clock. That's much later than my normal bedtime. Okay? And by 3 a.m. I was awake. Awake with full energy. And I listened to podcasts all morning long. So from 3 o'clock up until the... um, time that I was ready to go to work and get ready and get up, I listened to podcasts. Listened to a bunch of different podcasts on addiction. So it was weird because all that stuff was in my mind. And so 11, 12, one, two, three. So Mr. Joe got four hours of sleep and I felt like I could run a marathon. And you know what? I just thought about that now. I actually forgot about the fact that I have been up since 3 a.m. So this is something that I absolutely have to monitor. Very, very important because I mean, I mean, I need to make sure that this doesn't get any worse. Um, Right now I have control. I'm not shopping. I'm not acting in a sexual way towards others. Um, My mind is racing, but racing in a very good way. Got a lot of thoughts, a lot of energy. A lot of things that I want to do that I know I can't do so I guess that's a good thing but I have to monitor this I have to and if this doesn't show you in, in one way or another that medication is the safer route to go I don't know what will because really in your right mind think about this who with bipolar disorder, when you're not medicated, could actually have these feelings, sit around, talk about them, and rationalize, and end up not doing all the things that we want to do, that a manic person would, would do. You don't talk about them, you usually just do them. There's no doubt in my mind, Mr. Joe, as disgusted as I am about the drug use and about my podcast episode. Do you know That as soon as I turned that off, the first thing I thought about was where I can get cocaine from. Now, not on cocaine. I didn't find it. I didn't look for it. I didn't even attempt to. But it would be a lie if Mr. Joe didn't tell you what was going on in his head. I thought about where I can get cocaine from. But it came and it went. The old Mr. Joe, without medication, would have never went back to work. I would have made up my... I got into a car accident story and let the office know that I was okay. But you know what? It's, you know, I'm, I'm here, you know, waiting for the police. Meanwhile, I'd be riding 70 miles per hour onto my drug dealer's house. You know, and it, it wouldn't even matter either, you know, because when you're, when you're, well, forget it, when you're actually on drugs already and you're waiting for your next fix, I mean, there were times where I'd be waiting and waiting, not minutes, hours for somebody to come out and give me what I needed and I drive around and I drive around and I just to just to pass the time away and the anxiety of waiting for that particular drug specifically cocaine specifically cocaine because you're you're so high and you're coming down and you need that extra fix or you're just so in the mood for it, you haven't begun yet you can't wait those are all crappy feelings, guys. They're all feelings that I'm, I'm really, really happy that I can kind of balance and weigh out the way that I feel. In one aspect, I say, man, I want to do cocaine. In the other aspect, I take all the negatives, put that all on my plate, talk about all the horrible ways that I would feel while I was craving it, after I was done with it, and the end result of it. And all the, the cons outweigh the pros in every way, shape, and form. If you haven't listened to Autism 101, go back and listen to it just for a few minutes. I cannot ask you to sit there and listen to an entire episode. I really can't. Some of the information is really valuable. It's very interesting. Don't get me wrong. If I would have presented it in the proper way, it could have been something pretty good. But instead, I sounded like an absolute... Lunatic. And if I sound like a lunatic today, I apologize. Please forgive me. I needed this podcast, and I hope you were able to bear with Mr. Joe today because it was very important to me. And, um, you know, I will certainly be back in a couple of days. If you need to reach me, you can reach me at Mr. JoeBP at com or you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Bipolar Joe. Uh, what I want to say is if you're doing well right now with a mental illness, continue to work hard. Very important. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to fight, you continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast.